Oh, thank you all for tuning in to the 511th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, Earl's Daryl D. Lane, as always, wherever you are, however you may be listening. I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether it be a Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iRadio, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcast, the upper platform, you may be listening to me via. Going to have a great podcast for all you guys today. Going to have Mr. Zach on to preview Week 13 of NFL action. Also going to talk some other news around the NFL. Maybe getting a little bit of basketball. Before we get to that conversation, I'm going to get my shameless plug as always. First time listener, thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family. Whether it be via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc. Check on the description below. Specifically, view Spotify, everything timestamp. You can click on the timestamp and we'll send you to whichever part of the podcast you'd most like to listen to. Folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at nightchin underscore lane and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl and you will find that I post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here, as well as my syndicate show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars in a great review. And for some odd reason, right? Feeling the pod, then right now we're not folks, but just don't say anything. Because you know what your mama told you? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Mr. Zach with us. How you doing, man? I'm okay, Daryl. How about yourself? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. So, Buffalo Bills versus New England Patriots on the road. Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts. The Bills get the win, 24-10, in a kind of dominating fashion, really controlled the game. What were your biggest takeaways? inspiring one in the world. I don't think the Lions one was super inspiring, but then they beat New England. They kind of really handled business, controlled the game. Like you said, no turnovers. New England didn't have an answer on offense, and the Bills, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't early Bills on offense, but they were still pretty effective, pretty efficient. The final ways to run the ball, which has also been a big 
talking point. It's something they couldn't do earlier in the season. So do you think the Bills are kind of getting back on track to kind of peaking towards the end of the season as we head towards the home stretch in the playoffs? Slowly coming, they're slowly coming together, adjusting the the play, the play calling. I mean, we're, we're not getting nothing out of our tight end. Um, Gabe Davis is still sh- a little shaky. Um, he's running, not running that 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 smoothly. Um, but overall, even like with Dawkins being out, that was a big that was a that that was a big a big player that was missing in action, and. Uh, we all we all were worried about you know the pad, the pressure on the pass and the pocket on Josh Allen, especially with that Judon. But yeah, Matthew Judon, one of the better head rushers in the NFL. We we uh the Bills kept him uh kept kept him um from dominating the game and uh and taking over, forcing fumbles and all those things that he that he normally does. Um. I, I, I really wasn't worried about him yet. Even though I could be, I mean, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I'm saying I could have been, I didn't see New England as a threat because, just like the man said, the last time, the last two times we played them, we didn't even punt. And I, I, I didn't realize that until he, until he said that. And, um, you know, Josh Allen was pretty accurate. We had two backs over 50 yards rushing. Um, he moved him. He moved about. He, he passed the ball between mostly three guys: uh, Cook, McKenzie, and and, and uh, Stephon Diggs. Um, Diggs had nine targets. McKenzie had five. Cook had six. Gabe had seven. Gabe only caught two balls. Um, he's not really running smoothly, but. That was an encouraging win for the Bills, especially after two that which which considered three straight road games. Detroit, Detroit, and, and Boston. So we've been on the road for three weeks. What's the next step you want to see from this team? A uh, third down defense. Consistently third down defense. That's been a that's been a um, problem for the Bills over over the years and e- over the years on the even on the good teams. Third down without well, third down defense was a problem for the Bills. Third and long, third and nineteen, third and twelve, third and they just give up plays on third down. If we could, that's the, I keep saying we, but if the Bills could. Get that third down defense in order. They be a, they, that's going to be a problem. Part of it third too down is defense is, is, is suspect, and I, I want to see that improve. Yeah, and part of it too is they don't blitz on third. I mean, they don't blitz in general, but you know, they're more of a just they just stay in nickel, and you know, they rush. I saw, I saw, I saw them try a safety blitz last night, but even on a safety blitz, Poyer, Poyer was he, he 
he he took he was taking baby steps. He didn't come full forces. He didn't have a he really didn't have a gap to run through. I don't know if you remember that play, but he definitely he definitely blitzed on one play. You know, safety blitz, which is which is different for us. Now, in terms of, you know, the rushing offense, right? So, James Cook has 14 carries. Devin Singletary has 13 carries. Uh, James Cook was 4.6 yards per carry. Singletary was 3.9. Uh, and Cook was really big in the receiving game. He caught six passes. Do you think... Who do you think should be the main running back going forward? Um, I, 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 I will continue with running... I will, I will continue with running back by committee. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put all that pressure on Cook. And Singletary is finally learning how to read his holes, read his blocks, move forward instead of tippy toeing through the hole. Um, running downhill. He's not. He's not gonna bust one. He's not gonna take one eighty yards like Cook can. But I, I, I like. I like the compliments of the running back by committee. Do you find it interesting that we, the Bills, you know, I said we too, uh, the Bills, they trade for Naeem Hines, yet they don't use him. I, I just find that uh, a very interesting thing. He, he's really a special teams guy. Right, right, right. You're right. Weren't you expecting oh. him to play a bigger role with the team? I think he needs more time. I think I think he needs more time. Um, and then it'll fall in place. And that, that I think that'll fall in place. Um, I think I, I think I think it'll fall in place. We don't have to rush him into into action like that. You know? You do you agree? I think personally, I'm of the mindset when you you trade for somebody. I, I mean, I, I it's, run, it's the running back position too. I mean, the running back position is probably the easiest position to transfer to. I mean, I, I don't know how how difficult it has to be. Run right, run left. I mean, I guess you have to know your uh, blitz pickups and stuff like that. Uh, right, but I don't think right. it's overly so, confident. Well, I don't. Well, I don't think it's. What it was it well. What is, what is his concept of the playbook and, uh, and, uh, and of, the, uh, of the offense? I mean, did he catch on fast or <clears throat> they got him doing little gadget plays? They got him going in motion a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Had him going in motion a little bit, doing a few things in the backfield. Uh, like I said, I think they're slowly working him in. Uh, once he makes a big play, then he'll see more action. Stefan Diggs, seven receptions, 92 yards, one touchdown. You saw the route running. You saw the hips. You saw the speed. You saw him making fantastic contested catches, working the New England Patriots secondary. Very good New England Patriots secondary, by the way. Stefan Diggs, best wide receiver in the NFL. Top four. Top, who's your top, top four. four? I mean, I'm, a, I'm like having a, like a brain slowdown right J- now. There's Jamar Chase, I Justin like, Jefferson, I, I, Cooper Cup. Just give me one second because I've been thinking about this the other day. I'm, I'm liking, uh, I'm liking Jefferson, 
I'm like in Jefferson, and I'm I'm like in Jefferson, Diggs. Um, what's the guy from Dallas? Um, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. CD Lamb, and I like and I like, I, and, and you know I like and I like a uh, hunt from my um from my and and chicken and and and, and uh, the guy from Cincinnati is right behind. So you'd have CeeDee Lamb in your top five. Yeah. As, as, as he's rolling this year, yes. Interesting. No Cooper Cup. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of good receivers, though. He's out. He's out. Okay. I mean, he's not, he's not active right now. So he's not, I mean, yeah. I mean, his ability is fine. It's good. But he's not, he, he's not active right now. I mean, when you only, when you only got four picks, three or four picks, somebody got somebody doesn't get picked. You know, I mean, if I take you know this, that was off the top of my head. You know, of course, Cooper Cup is a standout. You know, but uh, off the top of my head, those are my are my favorite, not favorite or best receivers. And I would put Cup and check. I would put Cup maybe, you know, four eight. Now, if he was active, he might be in the top four. So on a 1-10, to 10, how concerned are you that Von Miller's going on IR? He's not going to be able to play for four weeks. And it kind of seems like this is a four weeks and reevaluate everything. It doesn't necessarily feel like everything's going to be totally good to go in four weeks. That's, that's at least from what I'm taking and how it's being put out there right now. Because at first it was like, oh... He's going to try to make it for the Jets game. And then it's like, okay, no, he's on IR. So that tells me that the information they're getting is changing on that knee. How concerned are you on well, 1 to 10? Uh, well, it seems as though it seems as though he was trying to rush back. And um, of, course, of course, it's not his decision. But if he had, if he had, any, if he had two cents worth of... Uh, input into it, he would be he would be trying to be out there and rush the process. Uh and that's not necessary because I think well the way they played last night, Lawson and Spencer together they can mount up um to together they can mount they can hold a sport down until Vaughn gets back. I mean, I know Spencer is up and down, but his pressures was pretty good last night, and he made a few tackles. And Shaq was and Shaq was a force. Shaq Lawson was a force. So, next man up, the next man up mentality is, is in full effect right now, and um, I look forward to seeing what they what what's what's next for him. I mean, it's not like. I mean, the pressure on tour is is, is mandatory to, to disrupt him, to disrupt his flow, to disrupt his his um, throwing motion, and put hands in his face. Uh, so the pressure is very necessary. So he definitely that that'll be one game that he he will be really missed. But like I said, we just gotta hold down the fort and contain. Contain the um, 
contain the pocket and get some middle pressure. The Bills, that, those, those are things that I see. And and Bob, and Bob Miller is just the icing on the cake. So if we can if, if we can manage win maybe at least win three out of the four games without him, uh, he'll be coming in fresh ready. He'll be coming in fresh ready to move back to his um into his um head of, to his um position as the best lineman on our team. In terms of the Patriots. Matt Jones didn't look very good. Uh, really struggled when he had to move uh, out the pocket and scramble. Do you think the Patriots should move on from Matt Jones? Do you think it's kind of like, you know, this isn't working? Obviously, you see the success guys like Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts are having now, that there needs to be more athleticism at the quarterback position to beat a team like the Bills, right? Uh, even Zach Wilson in that game when the Bill, when the Jets beat the Bills, Zach Wilson made a few nice scrambles, and he was able to run and extend plays with his legs. Uh, that's something that's kind of a necessary now for the most part. If you don't have that, it's going to be really tough to beat the good teams in football. Unless, uh, I mean, uh, unless you have an awesome offensive line or, or, or you have a scheme that gets rid of the ball in a certain amount of time. But right now, right now, um, it was like the total opposite of his performance last week. When he was 326 yards last week, Yeah, something like that. Against, yeah, three. I think it was three twenty-six. You know, so and he was going downfield. He was hitting number fourteen. Um, uh, it was like the tail of two, that the tail of two games. One game he showed up. One game he didn't. And, and then and then um, he got frustrated by the play calling of of his own coach. He had a, he had a little uh, pouting party on the bench there for a minute. Did you see that? Actually, I didn't see that. But I will tell you this. It doesn't surprise me because a lot's been made about New England, their offensive coordinator situation with either Joe Judge or Matt Patricia, who it seems like neither of them inspire too much confidence. So that doesn't shock me because, you know, they lost Josh McDaniels, who whether the jury's out on as a head coach, but he's very highly respected as an offensive coordinator and offensive mind. Then you go to Matt Patricia, who flamed out with the Lions, and Joe Judge, who flamed out with the Giants. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'm sure he's a little pissy. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they both. I think they more. Both of those guys are more defensive orientated. I think. You know, yeah, the defensive coaches call, call them the places like back in high school. <laughs> right, right, right. So you know, I I can't remember if, if Romeo Cornell was still with New England when Patricia was there. On. I think I think he had moved on, but um, I, I'm pretty sure Patricia was the defensive coordinator. Yeah, Patricia was the defensive coordinator, and Joe Judge was the special teams coordinator. Though Patricia, he I, I will say this: take this for what you will. Uh, when he first came in the league, he was an offensive quality control assistant, and I think he was an offensive line coach for a year. But, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard but that. the majority of his time in the NFL, he's been on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and he's been a defensive coordinator. He's never been an offensive coordinator. So I do want to put that out there. It's not like he's had zero experience, but still, right? It's, it's like when they say Jeff Saturday was an offensive line consultant from the Colts and they hire him to be their head coach. It's like, I get he was working for the team a little bit, but it's like, that's a big jump now, my guy. Well, <clears throat> reality, came, reality is, is back. Reality came real fast for that team. I mean, 
you play the one game off the adrenaline and emotion, but when the next game came, it was like, oh, well, reality is it. Reality is here. We ain't that good. <laughs> We're competitive, but we ain't that good. The Patriots at 6-6. Six and six. What do you think their chances of making the playoffs are? Well, I mean, if they play 500 ball, they, they would put them at 8-8 eight eight in the last game. If they, they would put them at 9-8, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's enough. 10-7 might not be enough. Um, Miami, Buffalo, Tennessee, Kansas City, Baltimore, maybe. Um, it's only six teams, right, for the playoffs. Seven. No, t- ten wins will get them, man. Okay. Ten wins should get them, man. But they have a tough sky. I think they have the Bengals, the Bills, the Dolphins again for sure. Then they have. Two other teams. They have the Washington football team, and I think somebody else. They have a few other win- winnable games, but uh, or maybe they don't have the football team. But they they have two winnable games, and then they do finish off with the Bengals, the Bills, and the Dolphins. So it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a struggle. It's gonna be a struggle unless as as what as all as as it usually happens and. Matter of fact, it always it always happens. Somebody, somebody, somebody um starts playing poorly down the stretch and gets upset and opens the door for another team. You know that's been that's been happening for years. Why do you think the Patriots struggle so much with the Bills? Because now this has been three games in a row where they've kind of just been dominated. Well, I'm, I'm well. Actually, I'm sitting here watching the game again right now, and he he couldn't avoid the pressure. He could he couldn't avoid the he couldn't avoid the pressure, and his line was holding. You know, when he did make a play, they got holding penalty. So I mean, he could the pressure was the pressure was a problem for him, and like you said, mobility is a problem for him. Um, he said that he said that they were calling dump up dump. They were calling dump off short pass, and he wanted to extend the ball downfield. And um, but uh, that didn't happen. They're calling short passes because the offensive line can't block, and also Mac Jones doesn't have a super strong arm <laughs> either. Yeah, but uh, you know, they, matter of fact, they fumbled the ball like two or three times, but they they got it back. You know, so I mean, they 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 were. They were pretty lucky on a few plays because they fumbled a couple times and ended up getting the ball back. Or it, it, this game would have been a blowout really early. Yeah, I, I know he fumbled a snap one time. He fumbled a handoff, and then one time they fumbled a screen pass. So that, that just was a show up. That was that was a, that was a big road win for the Bills. Played in that, and, and that played at number twenty five. That caught him off guard, and he and he, and he smoked. Now he smoked just once he caught the ball. I think his name was Jones. That's, he smoked us. 
Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And kind of next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to preview week 13 of NFL action. Kind of next at the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team with their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out now. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. I know, right, folks? It's a great, amazing deal and opportunity. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like with each team will win. Player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger boost you shoot, the bigger you win. You win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Despite the fact that he led his high school to four straight state championship game appearances, very few high major recruiters looked at the six-foot-tall, 180-pounder and said, quarterback. Throw it on a dime, like I ain't even trying. Just a kid from Briarwoods, I'm wearing number nine. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We have Mr. Zach with us, and now it's time for Week 13 NFL Predictions. Pittsburgh Steelers at Atlanta Falcons. Who you got? Four and seven against five and seven. Um, Atlanta's, Atlanta's been up and down. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh wins ugly when they win. And um, I'm going to take the Steelers in a. I'm going to take the Steelers in a low-scoring game with a roll-ups with a road victory, uh, which might be considered an upset because they have a worse record. Um, Twenty-four. I'm going to take the Falcons. They're at home. I'm going to say the Falcons win 20-16, to low-scoring game. Kenny Pickett, he's been showing some progression, but not there yet. Next, we have the Denver Broncos at the Baltimore Ravens. Who you got? Um, the Broncos have no offense. The Ravens are scratching that claw to be a better team. And, uh, I don't, I don't think Denver can put up put up points. So um, I'm gonna go Baltimore. I'm gonna go Baltimore being the home team. I'm gonna go uh, Baltimore 21, Denver 10. I'm gonna go Baltimore 20 to Denver's 13. Baltimore's offense has not been very good. Lamar's been carrying it. The Denver defense has been solid, even though what happened against the Panthers last week was kind of horrendous. But the issue is it's the Broncos' offense, and I'm being generous by giving the Broncos 13 points. But next... And then he's like... And then you almost put three field goals in the book when you put in the Ravens play. Yeah, yeah. This guy is automatic, man. So next we have the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields is probable to go. It looks like who you got? Well, Green Bay is fading fast. 
Chicago shows birth shows glimpses of potential here and there uh, after a terrible start. Um, Aaron Rodgers banged up. I'm taking the Bears 21-20. I'm going to go Packers, and I'm going to say 20-17. to 17. Aaron Rodgers, he's owned the Bears, and I think he's still going to own the Bears on Sunday, though I do think this game will be closer, but the Packers are probably a better team on both sides of the ball. I know Justin Fields is playing better and better, but... Uh, I still think the Packers have their number here. Next, they have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Detroit Lions. Yes, uh, Detroit 31, Jacksonville 20, 28. High-scoring game, uh, entertaining game, home team wins. I'm going to go with the Lions here. You know, the... It's just the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're hard to bet on because, you know, they've just been so inconsistent. Though Jack, Trevor Lawrence in the offense, it has been getting better. I do think this will be a high-scoring game. I'll probably go Lions 34 to Jaguars 30. But I think Jared Goff, as crazy to say, manages a game better than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so that's what I'm going to go with. Next, we have the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. The Deshaun Watson Bowl, he's coming back to Houston. Everybody hates a villain, don't they? Yeah, yeah, but uh, in this game, in this game, don't be surprised if his legs get him, if his legs make a difference in the game. Um, Cleveland has, I mean, Cleveland has the advantage on on both sides of the ball. Only advantage they don't, only advantage that Texas has there is there at home. They make a play here, they make a play here or there, but. 24-9 Texans. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns as well. I'll say the Browns win. Close game, emotional game. I'll say they win. And Houston, for the most part, has kept some games close and relatively competitive at times. So I'll say Browns 23, Texans 20. Uh, also, we'll see some rust from Deshaun. Uh, it's tough when you don't play football for two years, right? Uh, you're not just going to pick it up like that at a snap of a finger, drop of a hat, right? Uh, so it'll be a struggle. We'll see some growing pains, but uh, the Browns are a more talented team. And it'll be exciting to see Deshaun Watson play. I know he's been in the news for all the wrong reasons, but he is one of the best quarterbacks in football, so it will be a very interesting game. Next, you have the New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings. Who you got? Jets having quarterback issues. And I mean, he played. I mean, this guy played great last week, but I mean, their quarterback issues have been a problem. Uh, Minnesota's scoring at a high pace. The Jets have a pretty sturdy defense and a decent secondary. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Minnesota twenty-four to four, twenty-four to seventeen. I'm gonna go with Minnesota as well. I'll say they win. 27 to the Jets, 21. Uh, the offense has been better with Mike White. I think he sees the field a little bit better, a little bit thicker, yeah. stronger guy. 
than Zach Wilson. So the offense has been better. I mean, the Jets also decent offensive line. They'll run the ball. Uh, very good defense. So I think they'll give the Vikings some problems. Just to think the Vikings are a little bit better uh, and a little bit more older, more veteran in. They're at home, which is a big advantage, of course. Next, you have the Washington Commanders at the New York Football Giants. Um, the Giants, they, 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 they worry me. Um, they, 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 they have been a consistent team. Uh, they've been winning some games, close games against maybe not the strongest schedule, but Barkley is not as effective as he was in the beginning of the season. Do you think so? Uh, he's dimmed down a little bit. I will say, I think more of that is to do that teams are getting out on leads and then they're having to throw it and they're getting out of their normal game script, uh, which I think is hurting things. A little bit. I think that's more so than Saquon's not playing as well. I just think the game script is going differently. And I think you could say the same thing for Daniel Jones, right? Like, they, they want to run first, play action, have everything work from that angle of things. Not too much pressure on the quarterback instead of, okay, we're down, we have to throw. They know we're going to throw. That's not really how the New York Giants want to play football, and that's not how they've been winning football games. Uh, in the last few games... They've gotten off to awful starts and have had to come from behind. Even though that Dallas Cowboys game on Thanksgiving was a one-position game at the end, they were down for two scores for a lot of that football game. Uh, but with all that being said, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going with the Washington Commanders. They have been sneakily playing a lot better. That defensive line is a problem with guys like Montez Sweat, Dorian Payne. Uh, right in that interior, Chase Young is coming back. I do think... This is going to be an issue for the Giants. I think they're going to make life a living hell for Daniel Jones. We're probably going to see some Daniel Jones turnovers. Taylor Heineke, he's captured the team. They love him. They don't like Carson Wentz. I think we're going to see an upset in division, and I will say the Commanders win 17 to the Giants, 14 in a slugfest. Next, we have the Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. A.J. Brown is going to face his old team again. Who you got? Tennessee been having trouble putting up points. I'm going. I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles. Twenty-seven, seventeen. I'm going to go with the Titans. Actually, I'm going to go with the Titans, and I'll say the Titans win seven twenty to seventeen. I'll say they win twenty to seventeen. One thing I know the Tennessee Titans do is they can control a football game. They can muck it up, and they can make it close. Now, the Eagles, they've thrived on that. The Eagles have thrived on that. They win all these close games. But I think we we're going to see a few turnovers from the Eagles, and I think this is going to be a team that they can't capitalize on it as much as they do against other teams. And also, I will say this. As good as the Eagles are running the football, the Tennessee Titans are harder to run the football against. Uh, they have a lot of big guys up front, and they're really physical. Uh, in their front seven. So I think that that will be very interesting to see how that plays out as well. But I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans going into the link and getting a little upset. Next, you have the Seattle Seahawks at the L.A. Rams. Well, this is this is called a 
shoot this Super Bowl hangover because the, the Rams are going nowhere. Uh, Seattle lost in overtime to the, lost in overtime to the Raiders last week. Ah oh, man, that was a bad loss for them. Even though it was a road game, was a road game. That was a bad. That was a bad loss for Seattle. And um, I think they redeemed themselves this week. Uh, 21-13 over the Rams. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks as well. I'll say they win. 24 to the Rams, 13. The Rams don't have a clue what's going on in offense right now. They don't have Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford's out. The offensive line isn't good. It's dark days for that Rams offense. The only thing that's going to keep them in the game is their defense. And they got guys like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Um, uh, guys like the defensive end whose name is escaping me. I don't know why. Leonard Floyd. Um, All right. You know, and they got some pretty good other guys, good guys in the secondary, Bobby Wagner. So I think they'll be competitive there. It's just, you got to score points to win in this league, and they're not going to be able to score the points. Seattle, Geno Smith, he's been playing well, happy for the guy. Uh, in that offense, It's it's been pretty good. And even though you're right, they lost to the Raiders, but guess what? They scored 34 points. So, I mean, just scoring the ball is not their problem. So I'm going to uh, go with the Seahawks here. Next, yeah, the Miami Dolphins. At the San Francisco 49ers, Mike McDaniel goes back to his old stomping grounds. I want to say this. Mike McDaniel is a coach I just love because he's such a nerd, but it's so authentic. It's so authentic. And I think the guys love him because he's a guy who doesn't take himself seriously. He's a dude who doesn't look like a football player, but he has the respect of all the men in the locker room because he knows that. And he doesn't act like something he's not. Well, he's not, he's not, he's not all hoorah in everybody's face. He, he's, he's, a, he's a student. He's a studious guy. Uh, he's a, and he's a thinker. And he's and, a funny uh, guy. He's a funny guy now. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, this will be the week that Tua gets sacked a couple of times. And the 49ers, and the 49ers, uh, upset, uh, the, uh, the 49ers take on a home victory, dog, 24 to 21. I'm going to go with the Niners. I'll say they win 28 uh, to the Dolphins, 21. This is going to be a real test for two in the Dolphins. If the Dolphins win this game, then I think Bills fans and people in the AFC should really be paying attention because we're, the 49ers have arguably the best front four in the NFL. So it's going to be a very interesting to see how this game plays out. But I'm going to go with the Niners. I do think they're just a better all-around football team. And I think Kyle Shanahan's still the master. Mike McDaniels is still the student. So I think that's how that's going to play out. Next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. A rematch of the AFC Championship game. Who you got? I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to win, and I'm going to say Cincinnati wins 38-31. to the Chiefs 31. Listen, they swept the Chiefs last year. Quietly. They beat the Chiefs in the regular season. Then they beat them in Arrowhead down by like 20 or so points. Patrick Mahomes has never beaten Joe Burrow. I believe Jamar Chase is coming back for this game. The Bengals can score, and they can score with the Chiefs. Uh, and I think they're not intimidated by the Chiefs. I think this is going to be a very fun football game. This should actually be the Sunday night game. This will be the best game 
of the weekend. This is the game I'm most excited to see. But I'm going oh, with Joey yes, B. This should be Sunday night game. I know. I don't know how the Cowboys got the slot, but hey, I mean, that's Jerry Jones and they got all these fans. But Chiefs-Bengals should be the Sunday night slot. Rematch of the AFC Championship game? Two of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL? They missed the, they missed the boat on that one. But next we have the L.A. Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Who you got? Achieving team. Maybe the Raiders found their rhythm. I'm going with the Raiders 24 to 20. I'm going to go with the Chargers and I'll say they win 31 to the Raiders 24. The Chargers, they're just a better football team. Uh, Justin Herbert, I think we're going to see this offense pick up steam a little bit. Uh, they're going to score some points. I do don't think the Raiders are going to win this game. And their defense is just awful. Uh, next, we have the Indianapolis Colts at the Dallas Cowboys. Sunday Night Football. Carrie Underwood's going to sing. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth on the call. Who you got? Dallas 28, Colts 13. A, 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 a ugly game for the Colts. I'm going to go that. The Cowboys pass rush. And the Cowboys running game starting to click. Colts are in trouble. I'm going to go Dallas 27 to the Colts 16. I'm going to see a lot of field goals by the Colts. Do think they'll be able to move the ball at points. Uh, but the dead corpus of Matt Ryan is going to have some issues because that Dallas front four, they are something. And Micah Parsons is going to go hunting. It's going to be very easy to go hunting on Matt Ryan. Uh, so, folks... This game could get a little ugly. I will say this game has potential to be how the Vikings-Cowboys game was a few weeks ago where the Cowboys just relaxed. I'm being very respectful by keeping this 27-16. to 16. Very respectful. But this game could get very ugly, and this could be the type of game that you turn off at halftime and you go to bed and get ready for the work week. <laughs> wow. That's the truth. So next we have... Monday Night Football, New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call. Who you got? Well, I don't like nothing about the Saints. And um, I think Fournette should be back for the Buccaneers. I'm going, I'm, I'm taking, you know, the Tampa Bay has been the Saints have been successful against Tampa Bay during Brady's time here, though. I know. You know? 4-1 and one against them. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm going with Brady this time. I'm going with Brady this time. Uh, 24-17. I'm going Saints. Like 24-13. I'm going to go Saints. 16-10. to 10, They stifle the Buccaneers' offense. And they well, win a game. The that'll be the end of their season. Well, the problem is the division's so bad, they'll still be in the lead. (laughs) So that's all we have for Week 13 Predictions. Thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Oh, man, it's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. And uh, I I don't know how we're going to tally up the final final record, but uh, I don't know. You might figure that out.
should be interesting. We agreed on most of the picks this week. And once again, I want to thank Mr. Zach for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 511th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.